0: Hi, I'm Jill Wright, founder and CEO of Executive Shine. And on behalf of myself and my phenomenal guests, we want to welcome you to Executive Shine Soul to Soul Conversations. I am so honored to bring you some of the world's most fascinating and dynamic leaders who often only have one thing in common, uncommonly outrageous, positive impact on people and businesses. They are leaving this world a much better place. So kick back and join us. Grab a few insights you can immediately apply to leverage your leadership and foster greater authentic connection in a world that's become increasingly disconnected. We so desperately need you to shine your light bright. Enjoy. welcome everyone and tonight again this week my cat has decided to co-host with me so welcome pebbles and again by popular demand one of my friends my dear friends who is a really extraordinary woman and she is got some special things going on this month so i wanted to talk to her about that and I'll let her tell you her upcoming surprise, but we're going to have a deep conversation about creativity, innovation, and the keys to bringing that out within your organization and even around in in the other projects, like she's going to talk to you about the projects she's working on, and how gratitude and appreciation are the keys to really unlocking the genius within people. So welcome, Christine Kahane, again to the show.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much for having me on. I just, I love being a guest on your show. You always have the most dynamic and interesting ideas and questions so i'm hearing that you want me you want me to start with what's going on outside of leadership development and it's, culture shift yeah but it is kind of
0: you it's, know it's that's all connected. What I want people to no it applies yes it's all connected
1: all connected so so listeners um here here's what's happening um I live and work like Jill does in Denver, Colorado, and the Denver theater scene after almost two years of being shuttered and dark is has sprung back to life in the last few months. And I have been hugely fortunate to be cast in the stage musical version of the film Young Frankenstein. So for all of you f- fans of Young Frankenstein and Mel Brooks, he took the film and literally th- turned it into a stage play and added a bunch of songs that he wrote the, the music and lyrics to. And it's, it's quite brilliant. And the music is really hard. So for all of you musical theater buffs and singers, it's tough music. It's tough like Sondheim. Um, so we just opened last weekend. And I am playing Frau Blucher, the housekeeper of the castle. And what what has been the phenomenal delight of mounting this show is that one, we had sold out houses and Aurora, which is part of Denver, uh, has mandated that um, in order for theaters to be open, people have to be vaccinated and wear masks in the theater. So only the actors, we're the only ones not wearing masks while we're on stage and then we, then we wear our masks. Um, so that everybody feels safe. And I'm mentioning that on purpose, because I believe that in order to be highly creative, we also have to have a a feeling of groundedness and safety and well-being. So here's what happened on opening night, Jill, and throughout the weekend. So we opened Friday and then ran Saturday and Sunday, sell out houses. And From backstage, we were listening to people just erupt in, in big belly laughs. And I, you listening, listening from backstage, I, we were just imagining people throwing their head back and just laughing out loud. And it was, it was such good medicine to hear people laughing and to know that we were connecting through that laughter.
0: And And I'm so glad you brought that up. And I'm going to interrupt you just one second. I think that laughter is one of the most beautiful things that you can create that also opens up the heart and, and releases any resistance that the people have. So that kind of energy that you're creating within that theater is so healing for yes, people.
1: Uh, you, you nailed it. You, you've, you just named it. You know, we, we don't go in with that intention. In fact, actors will often say, I forget who, at, who, who coined this phrase, but it's like um, dying on stage, that's easy. Comedy is hard. And And one of the things that Steve Martin says about comedy is, you have to believe the funny. You have to believe that this is true and it's serious. It's, re- it's, it's really happening. So in other words, we don't play for the laugh. We play for the truth of the moment. And then that gives the audience permission to, to find the humor in it. So, so, so that's one piece so that, that keeps us very humble and authentic. And the other piece um, about what you mentioned is because we're so in that space of humble, authentic, in-the-moment presence in order to create and, and believe the funny, what I noticed is that this cast is, it's like we bring our six-year-old selves to the theater each night and our six-year-old selves come out and play there's so much innocence so if if you know young frankenstein it's just it's full of innuendo it's highly un-pc it's like everybody takes it you know in the in the (laughs) snoot but at some point or another in this play um it's so uh it's so bawdy and it would be easy to get cynical and kind of kind of a little hard edged about it. And, and because of this authentic way that we are playing the scenes, it's the opposite. And there is this lovely innocence and with the innocence comes kindness and gratitude. People say, please. And thank you to each other from the moment we enter the theater to the moment we go home. I don't know what they do outside the theater, but that is what is going on in the theater. And it's a cast of thousands and it's cramped backstage. And so we're constantly, you know, we're moving in tight spaces and we're always saying, excuse me, and please, and thank you, and may I And It has set up such an attitude of gratitude in us for the privilege of being able to work together on this project. I. I I literally am pinching myself every day that I get to be part of it.
0: That's so awesome. You said so many things and I'm trying to um, remember you mentioned presence and you mentioned truth and you mentioned permission. So all of three, we could do an entire show on, but let's talk about that presence that you have with each other, and it's really it's a presence of honor and yeah. with the the surrounding with the comfort and the compassion of gratitude surrounding it. Mm-hmm. So what do you think what what can we tell listeners about the the culture of what you just described? How do we take that and take little pieces and start to bring that into our everyday life, to our families, and into our work culture and work environment?
1: There are a couple of things, if I may, and that's such a great question. You just, oh, your questions are so marvelous. One, we are honoring the craft. And one of the things that I'm, I'm noticing in this cast is their devotion to their craft. And that means the craft of like producing, producing like g- gorgeous, classically trained belt. I mean, we're just belting those songs out night after night after night. And we do it and our voices are, are okay. Like we don't wreck our voices. Because we're relying on technique and we're honoring the technique and we're on. So we're honoring the craft that we're bringing to the stage. We're honoring something that's bigger than we are. And we know that four people on stage or 12 people dancing on stage. uh, Is greater than the sum of our parts. Right. So the energy that's created by doing this fabulous tap number to putting on the Ritz, right, where everybody's t- just tapping, like th- it's like thunderous in the theater because we're all, we're all tapping, right? And there's this, this gorgeous sense of the energy that we're creating is actually not for us, it's for the audience. And it sails out, if you will, out from the stage and out into the audience and the audience receives it and sends something back to us. And we take that in and we use it and we send something else back out. And that's the honoring. If we're doing it for any other reason, this loop, right. Of energy sharing and connectedness falls apart. If we're doing it because, you know, we, we, we want to be famous or we want to, um, you know, we want to steal the show or, you know, I'm making it up as I go along. Um, it won't work. The energy, the energy can't be shared in the same way. And that's presence.
0: Well, and what I'm feeling from you, when you say that, the energy that you're giving is coming from here. It's and coming- you're pointing to your
1: heart, right? Yes. Yeah.
0: It's coming from your heart. It's coming from deep within you in your most sacred place. And what that does, it's like a boomerang almost. Just Uh When you send it from that place and it's really pure and authentic, you can do the same thing at work, you know, when you're passionate about those same things. Oh, yeah. I love what you said about being connected to something greater. The, the sum of all of us together multiplied is mm-hmm. really what we get when we engage in that way from a culture. But you, when you give from that place, mm-hmm. you know, we experienced a similar thing when we just did that shine experience together. Oh, yeah. When you give from a place of, of pure heart. Like you just love the people. You love what you're doing. You love serving. Mm -hmm. When you get from that place, you also, you mentioned this earlier, you give people permission to touch that part of themselves that they may or may not always be in touch with. Yes. And so it's a, it's such a great feeling to tap into that
1: mm-hmm. It is such a great feeling to tap it, and there's something else about it too. You can't hold on to it like you can't be miserly with it or 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 hold on to it so you have more. It only works if you continue if you just continue to let it go, just like and that's why I prefer working on the stage to working on the screen. Because on the stage, each moment has its life and is gone. That's it. It'll never you you. I'll uh you know this weekend I'll go. We'll do the show again this weekend. But we we're gonna re we're, we're not gonna recreate it. We are going to create it one once again. It's like we make it from scratch each time. Yeah. Ooh, and I love that. It's very, that's one of the demands of the refinement of this craft. And I believe it's the same at work and in our family lives. As soon as we're, as soon as we feel like we can automate parts of it or just go, yeah, I can, I can phone that piece in, or um, I don't have to think too hard about, I don't have to think too hard about this moment. As soon as we go there. We, we we've lost the thread and that connection to the audience and they can feel it. They may not be able to name it, yeah. but they can feel it. So, so the demand becomes how to stay present in, in each moment. And even though I know the, the, you know, my lines are memorized, you know, I know the mark, I know how to hit my marks on the song, blah, 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 all that stuff. How am I connecting in this moment? This time with this audience.
0: And I had a conversation with a, f- a friend of mine recently about that aspect of connection mm-hmm. is what is not only life giving, but what is alive. So w- yeah. with each passing moment of presence, that is an alive moment. That is about living and savoring each moment. But you're right; they do pass. But then you have the opportunity for the next one.
1: Yeah, and the next one, and the, the next, next one, one, and the next one, and inside. So. So we know we have block, certain blocking and we have certain lines that need to be said. And then there are sound cues and lighting cues and, and music cues and dance cues that, you know, that, and everything is like with, with razor sharp precision because it's comedy. <laughs> like, so, you know, you you have, to hit, you have to hit the mark in order for everything to happen in the moment it needs to, to make it funny. But within those, that structure when we, we not only are making connections with the audience but it's imperative that we are making fresh real authentic truthful in the moment connections with each other on stage so different things may happen each night and and i may have a different uh, i might think of a different way i want to get a response from my 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 scene partner and it's the same in in your family life with your kids and your, your spouses and your partners. It's this, and it's the same with your work colleagues. How are you going to show up in presence in the moment, right? And not have just abdicated your ability to be alive. Like you said, in those moments and just be on autopilot, you know, I just read a statistic you know, there's a happiness movement along, you know, with all the other movements that are going on. There's a happiness movement. And, and really what it's connected to is positivity. Right. So what we focus our attention on or what we focus our intentions on, we get we get more of or and we pay more attention to that thing. Well, we're, we're so good at focusing on the negative that. by people people have more negative emotions and negative responses to impetus by 80%. So 80% of people's days are spent in a cycle of negative emotion and negative thought patterns and negative actions. Only 20% are spent in in what we'll call positivity. Like, where there's optimism and gratitude. Yes.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And life, because that's where that is cultivated. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. When, when someone offers you a, a acknowledgement of any kind, how does that shift
1: your whole energy? What a great question. How does it shift your whole energy? Jill?
0: <laughs> well, it, it so shift yours? for me, it may, it, it, instead of, you know, you don't know what thoughts are going on in people's heads and yeah. we all have this inner critic that we have to control all the time from, from telling us these negative things. So if someone says, Oh, wow. That, thank you so much for that. And, you really made a difference, and thank you for seeing me. And it, it has such power, and it makes you, me, in answer to your question, it makes me feel like, wow, I am making a difference. My intention for today, my intention always is to bring the light so bring as much as much light as much connection as much love really as much honor respect all of those things as i can in everything that i do and so when someone recognizes that and even in the simplest of ways i think okay what i'm doing does have value and so i can go on and it gives me fuel to make a continue to make those kind of
1: contributions yeah beautiful beautiful i was
0: at trader joe's yesterday and i haven't been there in a year at least and I said, you know, I just love coming here. The energy in this store is so different than anywhere else. And you would think that other places could learn, right? right. That they could duplicate it, right? In right. Some way. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't you want to? like, it always makes me curious. If you go someplace that has a great, great culture, you have fun, you laugh, you do all these things. You get great service people. You feel the caring in the energy when you enter the door. Mm -hmm. If you have a business, wouldn't you think about that? Like, don't you want to, replicate that for your business or learn. So I just recognized her and I said, "You know, it's so I just appreciate you being caring, being so happy. It's just such a great experience always to come here." And she was telling me some of the things that they did and they're having a fun, they're dressing up and doing things for Halloween and okay. you know, planning those kind of things, but she said we have a log a recognition log in front of the store. And I've never heard this before. And she said, "We have a recognition log where we anything that we want to recognize in our fellow employees. Like we have a a, a radar. We are looking for those positive things. To wow! Write in the log, and
1: then every
0: isn't that awesome?
1: <laughs> yes." Creating more positivity, and it's you know it's not it's not smoke and mirrors or blowing sunshine, right? You're looking for authenticity. You're looking for the truth, the the real moment, right? To recognize,
0: right? And to have another person, because this also ties into your question for me, to have another person feel grateful to me for for just being me and for doing something that, that I do naturally, maybe that I don't realize has the impact that it does, then it brings that into my consciousness. So maybe I didn't know that that's what I did and that that mm-hmm. makes a difference. And so it allows you to see yourself. You know, it's a reflection. So you can see more of, more of the things like, what can I do? Wow. I didn't recognize that people felt that way right. when I,
1: when I just did that simple little thing, you know? So now, now you have, you have a conscious awareness and permission to do more of what's already working really well and what people respond to really well. Huh. Right. How easy is that?
0: Right. Which is exactly what you do in your work Yep, is you. So talk a little bit more about that, too, because I've always loved these little nuggets that we can give the listeners of things that they can take back to their to their job, their family their and and recognize these things. And what can they what little tips can they bring in that can make a
1: difference in their culture? Well, I would say right off the bat, please stop the problem solving. Just stop it. And most of the time, people go, "What? You know, we we go to work every day. You know, my my whole world and with my family is about problem solving. And what I would what I would invite. Um, viewers and listeners into is a, is a a thought process and a conversation around the idea that if we weren't focused on fixing all the problems, what would we be focused on right we'd be focused on doing what's more of what's already working well and finding other ways to do things that work well now, when I say stop the problem solving. I absolutely don't mean you know overlook any missteps or or mistakes that happen or or th- or setbacks. Absolutely, those need to be looked at. But if we are in a culture where where everything we're doing is about looking for the next problem and then all the ways we're going to have to fix it, we're also going to be engaged in who's to blame, how much did it cost. You know, what, you know, how, how is that going to negatively impact us? And when we're focused on that, the whole universe of our being, the reason for our existence becomes about how do we fix all the problems, right? And we, we start getting really good at looking for and fixing problems. But when we're doing that, we are absolutely not focused on what's already working, who's making it work, right? Who are the here are the everyday heroes who are making it work all the time? And we're, we're not focused on innovation. What we can innovate out of what's already working really well.
0: Exactly. And creating that space for people to, to share ideas that they may have, That they're keeping to themselves because they don't feel like they have an environment to be able to share that. And Mm -hmm. that's true in families, in -hmm. in everywhere. And also, you know, when you're, it's interesting, there is no fear or any of that in the present. So when you're present, you aren't thinking
1: about that because what is fear what is fear like when you how would you define it in this context i think in this context for me
0: it is a mental concept that is in the future that is shutting down all of the present creativity, innovation, exploration, because maybe you have part of an idea. I mean, that's one of the things that I love about talking to you is that maybe I'm, I'm thinking of something and I have my Jill part of the idea, mm-hmm. but maybe I need the Christine part of the idea to make the idea really successful and it's being open to that and not afraid to share an incomplete idea
1: beautiful oh that's such a great insight jill and i would say listeners it's a that's a nugget we don't have to have it all figured out before we begin just take the first step we we course correct as we go that's part of the exploration and you're right Fear is absolutely. It's either worrying about about what's already happened that didn't work the way you wanted it, or it's it's the what if scenarios in the in a negative light. Because for every negative scenario in the future, there's a positive one. Yeah. What if it goes right? (laughs) Then what? Right. And what could we
0: really do? You know, after we had our our the last shine experience that we did someone read to me that Marianne Williamson poem. Oh yeah. We're and there. it was it's one of my favorites and I haven't thought about it in a long time and I don't have it pulled up cuz I wasn't thinking I was going to talk about it today but one of the things that that they talk about is what if if what if we are successful? What then? what if somebody sees the greatness inside of you what then then what? yeah you know that's the part that that people don't feel feel equipped enough or or safe enough to explore because just like what you said they feel like if it's not perfect if this unexplored genius within me isn't completely perfect then i'm i'm afraid to show it yes
1: yeah well and social media promotes some of that 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 perfection mindset right yeah how do we want to be perfect absolutely Um,
0: and i think people are it it feels It feels like you said, 80% of the time, it's about something that's negative instead of, you know, shifting over to that positivity. And I think what's happening now is people are waking up and people are recognizing that that presence is important (laughs) and that they are because i think before a lot of these things with the pandemic happened and you you have to have some opposite things to create some awareness of the things that maybe you're missing so in the disconnection i think they recognized how important connection was and also how how important it feels to be in the presence of someone who actually cares and who sees you for who you really are and who sees that genius within you that maybe you are a little bit afraid to have that come out because you've never fully explored it within yourself. And there's a lot of responsibility that comes too with owning your genius, but it's not it, people haven't explored it so they don't know that it's 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 not difficult but it does require new sets of thinking and that's what you guys talk about in your it business is.
1: in our work we do and the first place we go actually is we take it we take people on this journey it's it you know and we ease into it but we start we start with a pa- new palette of words language uh, we because we don't pay, pay a lot of attention or spend a lot of intentional time talking about our you know our unique and innate geniuses those qualities we don't have a lot of language for it we've got a ton of language for like what's not working what we worry about what we don't want you know we've got we've got we've got an a whole language of idioms out there yeah to describe that so we start by giving people some just like little phrases of language that they can try on and see how it feels. It, is it comfortable to say, please communicate with me this way, but that, that, that way doesn't work so well for me? Or here's what I'm really good at, right? How many times do you sit down and have someone say to you or, or say, what are you really good at? And and have them just be able to say, Oh gosh, you know, you know, and list 10 things right away. But if you ask, if you, if you ask them what's not going so well or what, what they, what they don't have a good handle on, they could talk, talk to you all day long about it.
0: Absolutely. Because it's just, nobody's ever focused on that. And that's part of the reason I think, That I just I I wanted to look for good things. So part of the reason that I keep the people that have worked with me for so long is because I wanted to see the good in them. Because you know why, Christine? Because I wanted someone to see the good in me. Yes. So So rather than waiting
1: for that to happen, right? For somebody yeah. to to say some, something that they saw that was light in you, you said, I'm going to start this process, right? Yeah. yeah, Beautiful. We use that, that metaphor all the time in our work. Don't wait. You know, if you're freezing cold, don't wait for somebody else to put the first log on the fire. Just get up and put the log on the fire <laughs> and warm up. The, I... I want to, I, 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 I kind of want to wrap gratitude back into this because I think the language of gratitude, what we are grateful for, does a number of things for us. One, it refocuses energy in the room. And two, we start to speak in a very authentic, very plain spoken language. when we start to name what we're grateful for um, and, I, and I, I should speak, I should speak for myself. I notice that in me, when i when I'm speaking about the things I'm grateful for in a day, I get very, very simple, very simple. And that I think that's a great equalizer and a great level set for energy. Uh, yeah. Gratitude does that. It has that power.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree. And it, it it, brings you from out here back into your heart, I think, or at least for for me, it does.
1: Yeah. For me also it's core. It's core. You can't, I can't find gratitude unless I touch, touch into that place. And I actually will feel my heart soften as I start to speak the language of gratitude. Right. Um, One of one of the things that we're finding that works really well in culture shift, especially with groups who've worked together for a really long time, and there's kind of they've got their own language, and sometimes you know if if a culture is has has lost its mojo or it's 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 gone into um, kind of a brittle paralyzed place, starting to name what people are grateful for you know people it, it's a, there's a little eye rolling at first it's like oh this is so pollyanna Oh, this is so pollyanna but very quickly it gets very real and it's from that place that i have seen over and over again that's when somebody will go oh my gosh i just had a great idea about how we can solve xyz how here's a new solution here's a way we can you know work through this this is a new way we could you know build this it's amazing. Exactly. And people through the language of gratitude start to feel cared for. And everyone deserves that. Every soul. And when we feel cared for, I think that's when, that's when we start to get bold. We get courageous. We get brave. We get collaborative. It's well, and it's,
0: it is. And it's interesting because with that language of gratitude, when you start that energy shift, you get beyond the, the story. You get beyond the masks that people wear to protect themselves. Right. Because they're so accustomed to not being, not having anyone be grateful for anything they're doing that they have kind of a wall up. Yeah. And so when you shift that energy and you start to bring them in to their heart and you start to recognize things in them that you are grateful for and they start to be
1: seen. Yeah. Seen and heard. Yeah.
0: yeah, Beyond the normal mask that they're presenting beyond the story that they showed up with that day you know it's one of my favorite things about you and one of my favorite things about being able to come and having the privilege of doing the show and being able to to in that engage with listeners is because it brings me back into what I'm the what I'm what my core is and what I'm really grateful for. So I've had a really crazy, busy day today. And when I come in to do this show, I'm very grateful for the honor of connecting. And it brings me back into the energy of, of what, what I'm here for and how I can make a difference and how I can just give a little spark to someone in their life today that can make a difference for them, which is what you do. And and what you're all, that's why I want to talk about both things, both business and with the theater, Mm -hmm. because it's so interesting that people wouldn't think those things are connected, but they're
1: so very connected. They're so connected. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, for, for we who, who, who are theater professionals, you know, it is our business. Right. Absolutely. But it's also, I think, for many of us, many of the people that I work with, it's also it's a calling. Like we do like we do it because we have to do it. You know. Yeah. I remember one of the first things that I was told when I when I went to to acting school was after 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 high school and, and I, I was in college, was I think it was in the first class professor came in and he said, if there's anything else you can do in this world, absolutely anything else, go do it. You know, and we started with, I don't know, 500 in my class. And I think by the first end of the first year, I think we had like a hundred. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It it's tough because there's no, you know, there is no promise of wealth. There's no promise of fame or recognition or none. There's absolutely no guarantee, and you can set yourself any goal in the world, right? And it, it doesn't work the same in the in in the theater or in in the world of the arts, right? And the competition, of course, is. Fierce. But I
0: think the gift, and see, the dogs agree. Um, but I think the gift in doing that, though is, is really being fully expressing who you are. And when you do that and you touch, like you said, you are giving purely from that place and you touch the hearts and souls. That's why I call this soul to soul. That's when you touch the soul of another person and they reciprocate that even, even it doesn't even have to be, it can be unspoken. Then it, your work is done. Then that's your purpose. Yeah. That's what you came here to do.
1: You named it. You absolutely named it. You know, we, one of the things that we, when, whenever we, 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 we've completed work with a team. At some, at some point it, as we're debriefing, we will mention how, how much we love those people. And it's, it, it's the connection that, that has been made um, that, that is, it's so gratifying. So wh- what keeps people then from making these kinds of really authentic connections in the workplace? Because we do have still have about eighty seven percent disengagement in the workplace, part of it is this this focus on what isn't working and what's negative, where people don't feel uh, or they're fearful of being seen and heard because of repercussions but so what what would what would turn that around
0: Well, for me, I think that what I see when I look at other organizations is uh, I, I have a saying that, that there is a couple of things that there is no connection in perfection and mm-hmm. that love rolls downhill and that honor rolls downhill. Mm-hmm. And it comes from the leadership because I know for myself, I can only speak for myself as I grow So do my people. So I think as a leader, you have to be willing to grow and to to be open to to expanding. And and, you know, it's a misconception that as a leader that, you know, the answers
1: (laughs) or have to know the answers. right? Right. Right. Leaders who believe they have to know all the answers.
0: Exactly. Because it's about connection. And it's about, just like I said earlier, it's about the peace that you bring and the peace that I bring and the coming coalescing of those energies that is what teaches us both. And you may have a different lesson that you're learning and me as well. Mm -hmm. And so when we come together, it's that oneness and that connection and collaboration that I think creates the space for that.
1: Right. So, so how would you do it then? So, so how would you have your, um, so see, see, let's say CEO is listening today and, and he, and he, or she are just going, this doesn't make any sense, you know, all this talk about oneness and connection, you know, I have to have these, uh, these Monday morning meetings, you know, and I, I don't understand how I'm going to make it work. So what, what are some things that people can do to shift the tone and the energy in their meetings? I have some ideas, but, and so I, I'm, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but I do think it's a worthwhile question. What do you think?
0: I think it's an absolutely amazing question. And for me, it's I just come in with an intention and that that presence mm-hmm. that is open to the allowing of the inner. What is the energy in the room and acknowledging that? And what is it that w- that needs to be seen? Mm hmm. How can we then come together and, and bring that out in each other? And I think it's not a doingness, but it's really a beingness.
1: Yeah. Yep. I agree. Uh, there's again, using that attitude of gratitude. Imagine a CEO who walks into his meeting and says, before we start, I just want to let you know how grateful I am for each of you. You know, and here, here are some of the reasons why, you know, so people, so people have an authentic experience of being seen and heard. Absolutely. Uh, Well, you know, what would that, what would that do to the energy in the room?
0: Exactly. I mean, I, and there's so many things like this that, that are so simple and you almost have to have somebody else point them out to be able to notice things that you naturally do. You know, when you, when I come in to a meeting, I'm looking for that. We always discuss what, what we're grateful for and what's going Mm -hmm. well and all of those things. And how can we do more of that? How Mm -hmm. can we you know, grow that within our people? How can we continue to recognize? We talk about, ooh, make sure we recognize such and such for this, you know?
1: What you're saying, I believe is so important, Jill. When we go into to work with teams for culture shift and leadership development, that one of the number one things it's like in the top three things that we find is that people aren't taking time to appreciate and acknowledge and, you know, and, for and celebrate, celebrate what's working, who's making it work and acknowledge in specific ways um, who and who and what is going well. We just don't take the time. Why? Because we're focused on, What's not working? Who's to blame? How we fix it? How much is it going to cost? Right. Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. And but that's
1: we're experts at the other. It, Would we I have less problems? problems?
0: And it's free. Yes,
1: yeah, that's what I tell
0: people all the time.
1: It's free. It's and- free, and it's inexhaustible. You cannot get burned out being grateful.
0: And it's, it sounds crazy and, and, but, but I would encourage the listeners to try it. Just try it. Try, try going Right. Try opening up your meeting. Try even on your own making a list. What if you went at prior to your meeting, you know, who's going to be there. And you said, you know, I just want to, I just want to let you know, I've, I had a few minutes before this meeting. And I, I was thinking of all of the things that I respect about you. And even if they don't want to get to the word grateful or appreciate, um, talk about respect, talk about skills that you really. Qualities. Use. Yeah. And that guess you what? Of. Right. How do you feel when somebody sees that in you? You know, do you want to give more of it? Or do you want to give less of it?
1: Well, what we, it is, it, what we found, I, we have some statistics on that. What we found with the last team that we were working with, with a, a big military organization who shall remain nameless, but what we found was that people did not want to be recognized. They have, a, they had, it is shifting now, but they had a culture of purposefully not recognizing because people felt so uncomfortable receiving, receiving, oh, receiving gratitude, gratitude or receiving uh, being seen in specific ways. And so part of an attitude of gratitude is also re- how, do we, how do I receive, you know, a compliment? I know when after the shows last weekend. Um, you know, we all take up our costumes and makeup, and then we come out into the lobby to greet the, the. We have a lot of subscribers, and you know they they love to meet the cast, and so we we come out to say hello, and and people were actually they were so excited to be in this in this experience with in a lobby full of people. We're all wearing masks; it doesn't matter. We're so happy to be in proximity with one another. That they, I, like two or three people would be pulling on me at the same time to tell me how marvelous their experience was and how what they thought of my performance. And, and I'll tell you, it was, it was easy to take it. It was, e- for me, it felt so good to be seen and so good to share that, that energetic connection that occurred in the theater that it felt like a bond felt like bonding. Yeah. It was fabulous.
0: Yeah. It's a beautiful connection.
1: So how, how can, how, how can we get, how can we invite and get people to receive compliments, recognition, um, acknowledgements?
0: Well, I think they, They have to experience that for themselves and they have to experience, they have to try it on.
1: I agree. Yeah. They have to try it on. So don't wait. Don't, don't wait for somebody. Don't wait for somebody to, to give you a compliment. Go shine, go shine some light on somebody Yeah. and see, yeah, see what you take away from that.
0: We have to, let's do another, I want to do another show just on receiving, because I think that that's a whole, that's a whole nother thing. And we've, we, when you saw, when we're doing these shine experiences, that that's one of the most difficult parts.
1: Yes. Receiving the, receiving the shine. So before
0: they kick us off the air. Yeah. Let's. I'm going to put all of your contact information in the show notes, but let them know they can reach you at the Institute for Unlearning.
1: Yes, um, you can reach us at the Institute for Unlearning, Christine Kahane at ForUnlearning.com. Uh, our website is TheInstituteForUnlearning.com. Uh, we would love to hear from you. Uh, any questions or ideas, comments that you have, let us know how it worked
0: absolutely
1: yeah we'd love let's, to hear your stories
0: let's do that let's do a kindness challenge and a receiving a kindness challenge. challenge
1: yeah Amen. Jill thank you so much thank you so you much are, for having you're me so
0: on you are so welcome well thank you everyone and we will see you again next week with another incredible conversation with a great leader about connection and and how to make this world a better place.